The military forces of Boreal were not composed entirely of honorable men. It was common in that era to conscript those captured, enslaved, or otherwise incarcerated into military life. Some were, of course, valorous folk. Others had their own agendas. Our story begins with these soldiers. Andrix, a paid assassin caught at the end of a particularly high-value job. Doldrahar, a banished commander of a faraway dwarven military force. Rayton, the last son of a nobleman and a servant to the divine lord of valor. These three, among their compatriots in the Boreal forces, marched from the kingdom of Boreal to an empire across a spire of mountains, Baldur. The forces of Boreal cut swaths through the defending Baldurs and spearheaded their way to the capital of the nation. The siege of the city lasted three weeks before a final assault was launched. The three soldiers took part in a direct attack of the main gates with their fellows and a battering ram fashioned from local wood. Horns blared and volleys of arrows ceased as, leaping over the gates and battlements, a massive, armored, agile creature of the likes that no one present had ever seen. As others balked, our heroes were the ones to take the beast down, suffering no injury. The man-eater fell, and the gates burst with boreal soldiers. To the castle spire ran our three soldiers, as they had been ordered directly by their commanding general, Alok Mortera, leader of leaders. They outwitted the guardsmen and cut their way through from under their noses. Andrix, Doldrahar, and Rayton climbed the spire, finding their quarry within the top chamber, a well of arcane energy within which floated a gemstone radiating magical energy. At the encouragement of the general's manservant, they seized the opportunity to hide the crystal away from those who had ordered them to capture it duping Alok into believing men had escaped with the well's contents when, in fact, Doldrahar had stowed it within the cooking pot of his mess kit. The party was then divided, Andrix and Rayton to search for the supposed escapees while Doldrahar would accompany the general's private forces to finish the battle proper. The manservant and Doldrahar were the only survivors of the battle in the throne room. Some were suspicious of what had transpired in that room and of his true intentions but the party was able to rally most of the soldiers against the king of Boreal, their own sovereign, claiming the king had abused them and the military might of his nation to feed his own greed. All the while, Doldrahar had kept the arcane gemstone to himself. When the army returned to their homes some months later, they found the city barren of activity, devoid of life. The once beautiful and ever-present snow that blanketed the city was no longer in its former glory, slowly melting away, leaving streams of water in the gutters. The staple view of the unending Aurora Borealis, with its thousands of shades and hues, had become nothing more than an angry, shifting, blood-red splotch in the sky. Something was wrong. Twelve of the best soldiers and their late general's manservant accompanied the party into the castle proper, where foes revealed themselves in one of the best-described scenes in D&D history. Dust motes float in the column of light entering the chamber through a shattered circular window on the opposite wall. One of your soldiers panics as the light is obscured. Five spiders the size of love seats clamor through, clattering and clicking in their shrill voices. They skitter across the ornate ceiling and descend upon your men. That's fucking dope, dude. 
After defeating the spiders, some of the uninjured carried the savable wounded back to the rest of the troops outside for treatment. Doljahar had suffered a gash across his exposed shoulder, but refused to falter, requiring only a short moment before kicking in the door to the throne room with his compatriots. There stood the King of Boreal, Oberon Oral, benevolent King of the North. Clad in his armor acquired from a conquest of a faraway land, he accused the party of being the cause for his misfortunes and him losing all within his kingdom. He claimed that, because of these soldiers' actions, all had been lost in the home front. Worse, they had brought the late general's manservant, he whose lies of power were responsible for the conquest in the first place. A darkness would come, and it was their fault for Boreal failing to prepare to defend from it. The footmen were spared and dismissed, leaving only the manservant and the party. Rayton, a dedicated member of high society in Boreal, knelt before his king. Should he be outraged and wish death upon his subjects, such was his decree. Andrix attempted to reason with the king, offering to slay the manservant in front of the sovereign to appease him. Doldrahar, heated from being insulted by one so beneath him as a whelp king of men, protested the killing of the young slave and suggested killing his majesty instead. As the king's corruption revealed itself, even Rayton faltered at the evil presence before him. The battle commenced. It raged for some time, a whirl of blades, thrown axes, and holy flame. The fight seemed to come to a stalemate, as the king was able to fend off all three attackers, but suffered equal damage to himself as he managed to deal to the party. In an attempt to finish off those whom he had believed to wrong him, the king took his weapon to his own flesh to imbue it with the wicked energy that was consuming him and the room in an otherworldly flame. The manservant, ever clever, called for Doldrahar's assistance, behind where the king stood when the party had entered. Here lay another well of arcane energy. Doldrahar, referencing a deal to keep on the slave's behalf, offered the manservant the gemstone. The withered boy grew stronger as he used the crystal to feed off the well, eventually becoming a hulking behemoth whose power was directed immediately against the King of Boreal. The fight intensified into its final stages as the boy joined the fray, causing tremors in the aura that engulfed the king to spread out and around the castle. After the king's defeat, the manservant fainted, reverting to his original form. And with that, the party returned to the troops outside the castle. They rallied them once more, specifically under the banner of Doldrahar, against the darkness to which the King of Boreal had alluded. Darkness would come.